1: Luke's English Podcast is made possible thanks to donations from my listeners and also support from my sponsors. The sponsor today is italki, and if you're looking for one-to-one lessons with one-to-one teachers, uh, you can do it all through video portals like Skype. So you basically have lessons in the comfort of your own home. You can focus on any aspect of your English that you want to go on to italki. There are loads and loads of different teachers to choose from, a very sophisticated search function. It's a very uh, well-used and proper platform. And when you buy some talking time with a teacher, italki will send you a voucher worth a free lesson. To get the offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello there and welcome to Luke's English Podcast. How are you out there in podcast land? How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. Here is an end of summer ramble, including details of what happened at the LEP meetup in London in July, and also some recordings of some of the Lepsters who attended the event. There's also going to be some general rambling about other stuff too, but uh, largely stuff about the meetup that happened in London. Do you remember that? Do you remember me talking about that? Um, when was it? Probably a few episodes ago, last month maybe sometime. I said at the beginning of a couple of episodes that I was uh, going to be attending a meetup in London, and uh, that happened, and there were, well, it's hard to tell, between 20 and 30 uh, Lepsters there who travelled from different parts of either London or the world in some cases. And uh, we had a very nice time. I'll talk to you about it in more detail in a moment. All right, that's going to be what's coming up. We recorded some people there. I think we've got something around like 15 to 20 recordings, and there were photos taken and videos and things like that. So that's what's going to come up. Also, some other bits and pieces, like I might talk a little bit about Brexit and also talk about the weekend that I spent in London uh, when I went to that LEP meetup. And um, also, I've got a few little recordings that I've done with my daughter recently because she's starting to speak. So I've been trying to interview her for the podcast. So I think I'll play some of those bits at the end as well. All right, then. So how's how is everything with you? What's going on? How's the weather here in Paris? It's it's boiling again. It's really, really hot again. It's suddenly gone all boiling hot again. And this is the third little heat wave that we've had over the last couple of months. I think the worst was maybe in July, when I think that Paris recorded its like its highest temperature ever on record. France, I think, as well, recorded its highest ever temperature on record. And I think it was also boiling hot in some other parts of the world, too. I mean, you know, this is crazy time. They're absolutely crazy. I remember last year we had several really uncomfortable heat waves, but they have been even worse this year. So uncomfortable, like in, in Paris, it reached temperatures above 40 degrees on some days. And uh, incredibly uncomfortable, impossible to get into a comfortable, relaxed um, sort of position. You can't sleep properly. You're sweating all the time um, and it makes you exhausted. Uh, Our daughter had trouble sleeping and became very tired and trying to work in those conditions is an absolute nightmare. So it really it feels like the world is heating up, folks. I know this is um, it's kind of scary, isn't it? But all that stuff about climate change, I think it's all true. And I think that the world is heating up. You can feel it bit by bit. And now, of course, at the moment, we've got terrible things happening uh, in the Amazon. Um, And if I just have a quick look at some news stories, uh, Amazon fires in Brazil. Um, You must be aware of this. I don't know all the details, but um, basically there have been lots and lots of... um, uh, wildfires happening in the amazon which is really really serious of course i just did a very quick search uh on google for the story this is from usa today just the first thing i noticed really And it says the Amazon is burning at an alarming rate as tens of thousands of fires lay waste to the world's largest tropical rainforest. There have been more than 74,000 wildfires across Brazil this year, up 85% over the same period in 2018. And about 40,000 of them are burning in the Amazon according to the country's National Institute of of Space Research. The Amazon is often called the lungs of the world, absorbing greenhouse gases that would otherwise harm the planet. It is also home to a number of indigenous people who rely on the forest's resources. Here's why it's on fire and why it has become such a big problem. Um, Raging fires worldwide. July uh, was the hottest month ever on Earth. My God, the hottest month ever on Earth. Now, massive wildfires are burning across the globe. That's right. It's not just the Amazon. There are fires happening in lots of places, including parts of Africa. Why is the Amazon on fire? People who want to clear land in the Amazon for business prospects are cutting down portions of the forest, leaving them out to dry, and then setting them on fire. With the trees out of the way, they have room to grow crops or raise cattle. It sounds a bit like the stuff that, um, what was his name, Benny? What was his name Benny? The uh, firefighter I spoke to on the podcast uh, from Russia, he talked about a similar thing, that people kind of wanting to do farming on the land would burn the land in order to prepare it, and this caused lots of these fires. Uh, the article continues, This practice is illegal but is not being monitored by Brazil's government, said Nigel Sizer, Chief Programme Officer at Rainforest Alliance. Not only is the government turning the other way, President Jair Bolsonaro is encouraging the practice, Sizer said. Yeah, this is kind of the controversial um, president of Brazil. And he's facing lots and lots of criticism about this because apparently he's not doing anything about it. I don't know all the details, but either he's not doing anything about it or there is even suggestion that he was responsible in some way. I don't know. Um, But also, you know, the, the global community have decided it's, Uh, international crisis and the fires need to be put out and he's taken it as a sort of an insult and um you know i don't know he seems to be an obstacle um with confidence we can say that a lot of that is illegal and is happening because the government has given the nod to illegal clearing and burning across the amazon Sizer said. The president has even encouraged the invasion of indigenous territories and areas that the previous administrations have really been working hard to protect. Uh, Bolsonaro has blamed environmental non-profits for acting as obstacles in his mission to further develop Brazil's economy. His administration has eased protections of areas such as the Amazon, making way for people to damage the rainforest. So this is an interesting thing, isn't it? That The the Amazon that is in Brazil, is that entirely uh, the responsibility of the Brazilian government or the Brazilian um, president? Surely the Amazon is sort of a A vital global um i wouldn't is it a resource a global um uh feature of nature that kind of the whole world needs so who gets to kind of make the decisions to protect it or use it as a resource in response to the staggering increase in wildfires this year bolsonaro suggested non-governmental organizations could be starting them to make this administration look bad He took office on the 1st of January of this year. So he's even suggesting that maybe non-governmental organisations are starting them just to make the government look bad. He said, maybe I'm not affirming it. These NGO people are carrying out some criminal actions to draw attention against me, against the government of Brazil, Bolsonaro told reporters then asked to provide evidence he gave none there's a war going on in the world against brazil an information war bolsonaro said this is all uh, terribly terribly depressing isn't it uh, all this stuff about amazon fires and other fires going on in the world and the sort of politics around them and all that stuff and you know while these um important things burn and these you know the the amazon being so important in in dealing with greenhouse gases and trying to kind of I mean, it's such an important part of the world and people just arguing and uh, sort of uh, politics, internal and external politics and all that sort of thing, trying to like, you know, twist things to to maintain power. And um, I don't know, it's all very messed up. But this is not just something that's happening in Brazil. Obviously, this kind of thing is happening all over the place. And we just need to turn our heads to the UK to have a good look at uh, Brexit and what's going on there. I just saw on the news today that uh, Boris Johnson has announced that he plans to basically shut down Parliament just weeks before the UK is due to leave the European Union. Okay, So he's actually planning to shut down Parliament, which is not something that happens very much. I mean, the, the UK is a parliamentary democracy, It's the parliament that is the most fundamental aspect of our democracy with the members of parliament who are all um, uh, elected to those positions. And basically, parliament is always paramount, more so than in the case of a president or something. uh, It's the parliament really that um, has a large amount of power, is, is a key component of our democratic system. And it's very, very, very rare that the leader, the prime minister will prorogue parliament, which basically means kind of like shutting it down. Very rare. I think, in fact, the last time it happened was uh, Charles I, and he ended up getting his head chopped off, as uh, was mentioned in the recent Rick Thompson report, I think. So anyway, um, why? Why would he shut down Parliament? Why would he stop the MPs from being able to do things like vote on laws and make decisions and stuff? Why would he want to do that? Well, according to the government, according to Boris Johnson, this is because they want to start their plans early. They want to just get started on delivering... Uh, brexit early and so they've shut down parliament in order to allow them to focus on that i mean it's obviously it's obviously bollocks because really what this is is they uh the government is just attempting to prevent parliament from voting against a no deal brexit because uh it seems that now un- unbelievably uh boris johnson basically and his administration basically just want a no deal brexit now this I've talked about this obviously with my dad on the podcast but I received a couple of comments over the last few weeks and by the way I've obviously I've been away for a while on holiday and doing stuff but you know I've been trying to keep up with the comment section I received a couple of comments in the comment section about Brexit. One of them from uh, Timur. I don't know if that's how I should say your name, but um, it goes like this. Hello, Luke. I've got a question related to the latest podcast. What is the word combination that appears from time to time and sounds like no deal? What does leaving the EU without a deal mean? So basically, what is no deal and what does that really mean in terms of Brexit? Okay, so, and this is the comment that I wrote in response to Timur's uh, question. So I said, to explain the whole no deal Brexit thing, the EU is our largest trading zone. Most of our stuff is bought and sold there. It's an extremely beneficial position to be able to trade freely, help create laws, be part of close collaboration, be a gateway to investment, and so on. Leaving that union would mean cutting ties and access to the market without any defined terms in an agreement. The UK would end up paying extremely high export tariffs, while low import tariffs would allow our market to become flooded. And that's the way it would be set out in WTO terms. You might have heard people talking about WTO terms, like it's a great opportunity. In fact, it's it's just a great way to make uh, you very in, in, uncompetitive. And no country in the world trades... Um, solely on WTO terms. The UK would face losing access to its biggest marketplace while having to create new agreements with other markets from scratch. International trading agreements take years to put together and within the EU, we are uh, in a much more advantageous uh, position for creating trade deals with other countries while working as a bloc because the the European Union works as a bloc and trades for the benefit of all the members of the bloc and so for example the EU can do a trade deal with the United States for example and that's the entire EU working together it makes them much more much stronger in terms of negotiation whereas the UK just as its own individual unit negotiating uh, will be more difficult these trade deals take you know years as much as 10 years to put into place sometimes but with no deal in place for things like trade customs tariffs security and so on the UK would be in a weaker position I think leaving with no deal would also bring up the Northern Ireland problem because it would create a hard border on the island of Ireland And we are very aware from recent history how things can flare up badly in that region when there are border posts. Leaving the EU with a deal is something that has been made possible due to several years of negotiating with the EU for a withdrawal agreement, which would mean a total withdrawal from the union, no MEPs or other officials taking part in lawmaking, not being subject to standard EU laws, but would also include details for things like access to the single market or the customs union. So that's a deal. We technically leave the EU, but we still have some kind of deal in place to allow us to deal, you know, to do trade in the, in the free market or to have some kind of allowances for the, a customs union of sorts. But we're still not at the, the sort of discussion table making the laws. And there are, there are various words for this. Some people call it the Norway model, for example. So that is a deal. And there's also the Northern Ireland backstop included in the deal, which is this kind of... Um Uh, this shaky Northern Ireland backstop, which would put Northern Ireland somehow in the customs union with a border in the sea between Britain and Ireland. So basically leaving with a deal means leaving the legal framework of the EU, but making an agreement, setting out terms for membership of the single market or customs union, like the Norway model. But leaving with no deal would mean having no agreements in place with our nearest and largest marketplace for goods and services. It would also mean basically Dropping down to baseline WTO terms with everyone, um, which is like starting from scratch, and then suddenly you have to start making trade deals with everybody. Uh, no doubt we would be making trade deals with the EU, but uh, I mean, it, there's I I don't think I'm being pessimistic when I say that it would be almost impossible to get to some kind of beneficial arrangement that would be as good as what we have now, being a member. I can't imagine how we're going to be able to negotiate ourselves into something that's as good as this or better. And in fact, when you hear people talking about uh, Brexit or no-deal Brexit these days, and these are the people who are actually advocating for it, so members of Boris Johnson's administration who actually um, are promoting no-deal Brexit, the only way that they ever talk about it these days is in terms of damage limitation, which is basically like saying, you know, it's not going to be that bad uh, we've survived uh, other crises. They will only talk about it now in terms of it being a crisis. So they do admit that it will be a crisis. And in fact, in some cases, uh, some of them compare it to World War Two. I can't remember who it was, but some high-profile people have made statements like, for example, you know, we managed to get through Dunkirk. Uh, I think it was Aaron Banks on Twitter, in fact. One of the guys who kind of was behind the leave campaign, uh, quite a shady character if you see uh, there's a there's a, a documentary on Netflix at the moment about Cambridge Analytica and the way that it used Facebook to uh, target certain types of um, illegal misinformation, basically propaganda at people through social media in a way that was completely invisible, because only those people subject to the propaganda were seeing it. So it was kind of invisible, and it was all paid for by very shady organizations and stuff like that, and sort of he was part of that. So anyway, he was the one who tweeted this, that, uh, you know, we managed to get through Dunkirk, so we should be able to get through this. Now, Dunkirk, you might know from the film Dunkirk, which I haven't talked about on this podcast, but I have seen. Do you know Dunkirk, the film? In this one, basically, you see the English army in retreat in Europe um, near the beginning of the Second World War after, um, you know, the Wehrmacht uh, which managed to kind of fight back against the, the English and push the English army all the way up to the north coast of France at Dunkirk. And, um I mean technically it was a defeat many uh, English soldiers and French soldiers and soldiers from other countries died uh during this is it a campaign a maneuver I don't know uh lots of people died especially French soldiers protecting the beaches in the town um but the um they managed The English army basically managed to sort of hold up on a beach and then lots of civilian boats came across the channel and uh, picked up soldiers and brought them back and lots of the boats got uh, blown up in the water and stuff like that. Now, that's been kind of painted as some sort of a victory. I mean, it's, I can't imagine how you could consider Dunkirk to be a victory by any stretch. I mean, except that we managed to escape back to England. But uh, I can't really see how it's a victory. Surely that's only kind of... Propaganda trying to rewrite that story as a victory. It was a it was a defeat, and um, the UK was suddenly in a in a much worse position than it was before, uh, facing um, an invasion either by land or uh, by by sea. I mean, or by the air, um, and so it was a very tricky time. And it wasn't really until sort of um, the the Russians really got stuck in on the Eastern Front. And the Americans joined the war that we kind of managed to get out of it, Um, you know, D-Day and and all that stuff. So anyway, Dunkirk, like suggesting that Brexit is somehow going to be like Dunkirk in a good way when at Dunkirk, I don't know how many people died. I mean, shall I look it up? How many soldiers died at Dunkirk? All right, let's have a look at this. Oh, oh, dear. 68,000 soldiers died. Um. Three thousand five hundred British men were uh, British soldiers were killed and thirteen thousand uh, wounded. Uh, all the heavy equipment had to be abandoned. So um, for Aaron Banks, uh, Brexit will be some sort of victory like Dunkirk was. Now, first of all, I mean he's talking about uh, situations in which many many people died, and um, I thought that this was going to be a huge opportunity for the UK. <clears throat> I thought this was going to be some sort of great uh, Independence Day. Something stinks, don't you think? I think something really stinks around here in Brexit town. Now, I think we're going to... That was my... That was kind of... Look, there's been a lot of news. uh, A lot of news going on. And I spent time in the UK during the uh, the holidays and watched a lot of news on the TV. And this whole Brexit thing is um, very sort of kind of very frightening time actually because we wonder what's it, what it's all about what does no deal brexit really mean um how problematic could it be I'd, i could easily go on and on about this for ages um talking about the um the potential impacts of a no deal brexit i'll try and i'll try and sum it up in i'm going to give myself three minutes to just to give this example to try and explain how it could be bad um to have a no deal brexit and we're going to talk I'm going to talk about an example of let's say tomatoes. I'm going to give myself 3 minutes. Okay, start the time starts now. So tomatoes, right. As it is now in the EU, the UK manages to buy tomatoes probably from somewhere like Spain I would imagine. And we have systems in our uh, supermarkets in England called just in time I think it's actually just in time is actually a Japanese idea originally. I think I think they called it kaizen or something like that. Anyway, just in time is a principle in in this case retail, but it could also be in production manufacturing. Where in the case of retail, uh, you don't need large storage areas where you're paying rent and you've got to keep stuff stored for you know long periods of time. It's expensive, so cut out the storage facilities and you just um, have stuff delivered to you. Uh, as and when you need it okay so in the case of a supermarket it just means that the tomatoes kind of come straight through all the way through they don't get stored and kept for a while they go straight onto the shelves okay and this uh, is how food fresh food is put onto the shelves every day it just comes in as it's as it's sort of bought and it just it's a straight line and the key component of that how much time do i have a minute and 50 a key component of that is um, a free uh, free trade agreement free trade zone free movement of goods and services. So the tomatoes can come all the way through through Spain on a truck. They can stop in Calais. They get waved through. They go under the Channel Tunnel. They get to England. The EU documents are there. They get waved through again. That truck goes and delivers the tomatoes to the supermarkets. Then they go on the shelves and people buy them. Okay, the the, the, the transition from one place to the other takes just literally a few seconds. Cut to no-deal Brexit. Suddenly we've got no paperwork no agreements at all on, for example, safety standards, checking, all that stuff. None of that is in place anymore. Uh, so what happens? Well, first of all, you get a lot more time. Each truck takes, um, oh, it could it could be about half an hour. Now, first of all, the first, uh, in the previous system, the trucks took a few seconds to go through. And let's say there are, oh, how many trucks? Okay. Uh, I'm going to pause the time because I need to pause it to, to Google how many trucks can I get the, to the timer? Come on. Okay, I paused it. So how many trucks through Dover each day? How many trucks go through Dover each day? Come on. Okay, here we go. The uh, the port handed a record of 2.6 million lorries in 2017. Ooh, 2.6 million lorries. What's that? Okay, let's say 2.600000 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, 0, divided by... By 365 puts it at about 7,000 <laughs> 7,000 trucks 7,000 trucks a day that is ridiculous but it, I suppose it's possible 7,000 trucks a day it could be anyway that's a rough guess or an estimation or guesstimation just 7,000 trucks a day if they take just a few seconds to go through now let's say each truck takes half an hour to go through how how long is that going to how long will the delay be it's going to exponentially go up there will be uh, in Dover for example trucks leaving the uh, the UK to go to Europe the 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 queue is expected to be so long that the government has already uh, closed off some sections of motorways they've created new parks for these trucks to to park in they're just going to be parked waiting to go through the border with all their stuff in them Cause it's going to take so long to get through. That's just one example. Okay, I think that's 3 minutes. That's just one example with just trucks delivering stuff between the two countries and how it's going to create massive backlogs and it could end up resulting in there being like a lack of food on the shelves. Oh, the government um uh, government warnings. Okay, this is it. So, um there was a leaked uh plan Um, leaked by the... Well, leaked from the government. I'm just reading this on CNN... So it said, uh, with less than 75 days until Britain is set to exit the European Union, a government report leaked to the Sunday Times newspaper reveals the disastrous effects a no-deal Brexit would unleash on the country. The United Kingdom would likely face food, fuel and medicine shortages if it crashes out of the block without a transition deal, according to the forecasts compiled by the Cabinet Office under the codename Operation Yellowhammer. The dossier, uh, the dossier, dossier, also predicts the introduction of a hard border in Ireland, which has been a main sticking point in negotiations. Basically, this is a, uh, a, uh, a, a government report, not project fear, but a, a realistic assessment of uh, what the public would face in a no deal uh, scenario. And um, anyway, this is what the government is even sort of uh, preparing for. I'm going to stop talking about this in just a second. But why why do some people want no deal Brexit? I'm sure it's because it's a basically a power grab by the conservatives, right? This is just their chance to kind of just grab more power because at the moment under the uh, you know the umbrella of the EU, the UK is subject to certain uh, certain regulations and laws like for example certain types of employment Uh, law that protect the rights of uh, employees, or human rights law, which makes sure that the UK government, you know, respects certain principles of human rights. And our current government uh, is so kind of bombastic in terms of grabbing power, that maybe their whole no deal Brexit thing is just a chance for them to just seize more power. And probably open up the country to all sorts of unregulated or deregulated financial stuff going on. God knows how this will affect the lives of ordinary people in communities, for example, in the North. Uh, God knows. But um, uh, this act of, of shutting down Parliament seems to be a sort of an abuse of executive power, not something that's been done for hundreds and hundreds of years. And, you know, it feels a bit like... Um, um, I don't know. It it feels ironic that these people um, talk about democracy and they hold up the referendum result, (coughs) even if it was um, achieved sort of illegally. They hold up the referendum result as the ultimate symbol of democracy that must be uh, fulfilled while, uh, you know, completely um, breaking down our democratic process. It's very ironic indeed. Anyway, let's move on to talk about slightly more upbeat things come on let's do that let's try and do that okay so when was it in july i spent a weekend in london so uh left my wife and our child uh, at home in paris and i went off to london for a sort of a lads weekend uh with my brother and a couple of our friends and we've we kind of um we've known each other for many many years probably oh um since like the early 90s so, some of my oldest friends, and we got together, and I stayed at my my brother's flat in South London, we got together, and one of the things we wanted to do was to get together in a studio and play some music with each other because we all play different uh, instruments and things and we used to be in bands and stuff so uh, when was it Saturday Saturday, we went walking around the National Gallery the National Portrait Gallery, looking at lots of interesting portraits of people from history. It was very interesting and talking lots of nonsense and doing the voices of the different people in the pictures, which was quite good fun, very entertaining. My friends are probably the funniest people that I know. uh, And so it's always good fun to hang out with them. Then in the evening, we went down to Brixton and uh, went into a practice studio for about three or four hours. And we just started jamming on different instruments. It was really good. So there's Matt who plays sort of everything, but playing a lot of piano. Uh, I play the drums and I play the bass and a bit of guitar. My brother plays uh, everything as well. And our friend Aaron plays mainly the bass. So we started jamming and just having fun. And I thought I'd play a little bit of uh, some of the music that we made while we were jamming. So this is just like an improvised piece I'm on bass. Matt is on the piano. uh, James is on the drums. And Aaron is playing a little bit of extra guitar there in the background. So this is just some of the music we made. I thought you might like to listen to it. So I'll play you a couple of minutes of this then. And then I'll go on to talk about the LEP meetup, which happened the next day. Right. So what about the LEP meetup then, Luke, is what you might be thinking. So, yeah, it was a Sunday lunchtime and my brother and I walked. We took the bus from Brixton and walked then uh, through parts of uh, London, sort of near Euston Road Station, uh, that kind of area, walking down towards Oxford Street uh, in the direction of the pub. And we were strolling along. Unfortunately, our friends Matt and Aaron couldn't make it because Matt decided he had to drive back that day. Uh, but as we were walking, we just bumped into a friend of ours uh, called Dave. All right, Dave. All right, Dave. How's it going, mate? All right, I'm. I what is it? I am. I am sweltering, mate. Anyway, so we we hooked up with Dave, and he came with us. So it was James and Dave and me, and we turned up at the pub. And sure enough, there were some lepers hanging around at the bar, sort of looking a little bit sheepish. And I came in. And by the way, at the time, I'd completely lost my voice because I'd been working at the British Council teaching six hours a day and it had been incredibly hot. So I'd got very tired and stuff. And I think I caught some sort of summer cold and then teaching six hours a day in air conditioned rooms right underneath the air conditioners completely destroyed my voice. So I had no voice at all, which was very strange. So I was kind of speaking like this must have been very weird. So I kind of turned up. And I saw people sort of noticing me. And then I started speaking. It was like, hi everyone, you know, you know, welcome to the Yeah, I've got a really weird voice. It must be strange. None of them believed it was me. Um and we kind of moved everyone into a larger room because more people kept arriving. So we moved into like this larger room in the back with lots of space and the bar was there. And I ordered a drink, and everyone was kind of everyone was kind of hanging around, sort of vaguely looking at me. It was very strange. Um, because I mean, I'm not famous, uh, maybe slightly, but, uh, it kind of gave me an idea of what it must like, must be like to be famous or something like what must it be like to be Paul McCartney, where, you know, that whenever you're going to turn up at a place, everyone's going to be like, Oh my God, is that Paul McCartney? And as you walk down the street, people are like looking at you go, Oh my God. Um, and people think that they sort of, uh, have a relationship with you because they've known you all their lives and stuff like that. It must be very strange knowing that other people that you meet know so much about you, but you don't know anything about them really at all. It's a very strange experience. So, anyway, I was standing there, but it's nice because I know that they were my listeners, so they were going to be cool. Um, and so I just remember standing there at the bar and I thought, right, I better talk to everyone. So I kind of. I didn't really. I didn't do stand up. It was more like being a teacher. I just kind of talked to everyone and said, "Hello, uh, thank you for coming." Yes, I've lost my voice. It's very strange, but it is me. I promise. And uh, please buy a drink. You know, I was conscious that no one was buying drinks and that we were using this pub's room. So I said, "Please buy a drink." Uh, this barman seems to be very friendly. And please talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to try and talk to everyone and say hello to you and stuff. But uh, do get to know each other and talk, t- talk to each other. I felt like I needed to say something like that. Uh, Zdenek was there. He was the one who actually organized the entire thing. Uh, so thank you to you, Zdenek, for doing that. He got all the email addresses and sort of sorted it all out. And he brought some of his board games. But in fact, it wasn't. he didn't even get to use any of the board games because we just all spent time chatting to each other and having fun. And Zdenek had his uh, little podcast recorder with him and he decided that he would uh, record some snippets of audio with as many people as he could. And so he was outside recording audio. And then I had people kind of, it's very strange, people kind of gathered around me like uh, I was entertaining uh, these groups of people. And there were people sort of listening to me and asking me questions and things like that and bringing me gifts and stuff. Everyone was absolutely lovely. Uh, James and Dave spent most of the time sitting at a table just outside uh, on the street, uh, having a couple of beers. And uh, I managed to talk to everyone. Everyone was really, really nice. People brought me uh, nice things. And it was especially pleasant to meet all of you. Thank you very much if you came. And um, it was very nice to meet you all. Some people gave me special gifts and things. Um, And so... It was great. So, would you want to hear the bits of audio? Okay, I'll play you the bits of audio. So, basically, what it was, uh, was uh, Zdenek was outside um, um, with assistance from um, uh, Dark Hand, who James and I decided we should call Dark Hand. So, Dark Hand is a listener from Kazakhstan. But we think we should call him, we should rename him Dark Hand, because Dark Hand is is a magician. He does card magic. And he sort of showed off some of his card magic uh, in front of us, which was actually really impressive. So we've decided to rename him Dark Dark Hand. So Zdenek and Dark Hand were there with the recorder, getting people to come out and stuff. So basically what you had to do was there were some cards with different types of question. So you had to pick a question, um, answer it, and then say anything else you want for two to three minutes. And so let me just read through the questions so you can kind of prepare yourselves. You can maybe think about how you would answer these questions. So which of these would you choose? Um, So there is actually, which of these would you choose? There's, um, what would you miss if it ceased to exist? Uh, Whom do you consider worse? And um, I think that's it. Yes, that's basically it. So Let me go through the questions. You can consider your answers. Okay, so which of these would you choose? To be able to grow plants faster and better than anyone else or to be able to fly? Hmm. Which of these would you choose? To be one of the best stage musicians or to be the world's video game champion? Uh, Which of these would you choose? To be the strongest person in the world or to write the funniest play ever? What would you miss more if it ceased to exist? live concerts or role-playing games? Whom do you consider worse? And there's actually only one option here for some reason, and it's those who get drunk to avoid dealing with their problems. And which of these would you choose uh, to never need to use the toilet or to be the best football player in the world? Which of these would you choose to invent faster than light travel or to conclusively prove the existence or non-existence of God? What do you consider worse, destroying posters put up by rival political parties or trolling a forum where people want to discuss their hobby? What would you miss more if it ceased to exist, bicycles or television series? And which of these would you choose, to be the richest person in the world or to write the best-selling novel of all time? Uh, Which of these would you choose? (laughs) There's only about four more of these left. To be able to read uh, Wi-Fi signals with your mind which is interesting or to discover something that extends life expectancy by 1 year which of these would you choose to be uh, to age half as fast from now on or to need no uh, food or drink which which do you consider worse someone who offers a cigarette to a friend who's just quit smoking or someone who knows a friend's spouse is cheating on him but doesn't say whom do you consider worse oh my god these questions go on forever i never realized Who do you you consider worse? Where is that gone? Um, uh, Someone who claims anything they don't understand is stupid nonsense or someone who steals a handful of coins from a blind panhandler. A panhandler is someone who's like begging for food. Which of these would you choose? To write the most beautiful song ever sung or to be the fastest runner in the world? And which of these would you choose? To be able to read minds or to be able to comfort anyone sad? That would be quite useful what would you miss more if it ceased to exist hot showers and baths or comic books and which of these would you choose to be the best martial artist in the world or to have a pet unicorn and which of these would you choose to be able to instantly sober up that means like stop being drunk to be able to instantly sober up when you want or to be able to see any map you want in your mind's eye and then, finally, which of these would you choose? And, God, it so- feels like I've been saying which, would these would you, which of these would you choose for about ten hours, anyway, to be able to see through the eyes of any nearby animal or to be able to play any musical instrument perfectly. Okay, so let me now play you uh, Lepsters responding to those questions right now.
2: Hi, let me start. My name is Denek, and I'm from the Czech Republic, and I organise this board game slash Luke's English Podcast Meetup. The question I chose is which of these would you choose? To be able to grow plants faster and better than anyone else or to be able to fly? Well, I'm not really into gardening, so I suppose being able to fly sounds like a plan. I would be able to get anywhere in the world. If I was a fast bird, I would also be able to travel fast. That would be awesome and wouldn't have to use uh, the congested tube and unreliable buses and all that so it would be really cool to fly to be something like a Superman and well I'm I'm happy to be organizing this meetup and having this opportunity to meet everybody including
3: uh, Luke himself it's really amazing and I am happy to be here uh, hello, everyone. My name is Darhan Ashimov. I'm from Kazakhstan. Um, so I have picked up a question which sounds like, uh, which of these would you choose? To be one of the best stage magicians or to be... Uh, the world's video game champion well i can say that i'm very interested in magic and i will definitely go with the first option because entertaining people and showing magic tricks and seeing people through action is one of the best rewards for me so i'm very grateful to everyone who's being who is here right now in this pub uh to everyone who made efforts to organize this event especially to Zdanek thank you very much to Luke for gathering us firstly and to making tremendous work for English learners from all around the world so thank you very much and we love
1: you (laughs) my name is James Thompson I'm British and my type of question I'd like a blue one please Which one of I choose to be the strongest person in the world or write the funniest play ever? Funniest play ever, I think. Because the strongest person in the world, who cares, really? And uh, if you write a good funny play, it will live forever. Good answer. Say anything I want for two to three minutes. (laughs) 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 Well, uh, very nice to meet you strange people that follow Luke around like some sort of weird cult. Um, it's, it's, nice, it's nice Here in central London Here on Sunday <laughs> I'm on my second pint of, of um, stouts um, Thank you all for uh, listening Goodbye, have a nice day Hi, my name's Dave I'm British And I'm going to pick my question So I'm going to go for a green uh, what, would you miss? what would you miss more If it seeks to exist live concerts or role-playing games definitely live concerts definitely live concerts i think there's uh, nothing like going to a good concert maybe you guys agree because i think that's the benchmark of musicians they should be able to play live yeah you don't want to have your digital digital remastering you want to see them playing in their you know their, their real
2: live format um, and if I say anything I want, then it's nice to meet you guys. It's good to see a
1: bit of support for uh, an old friend, uh, Luke. And I'm glad to see he's doing well and that he's got such a good fan base.
4: As, uh, my name is Muhammad Amin. I'm from Uzbekistan, city Tashkent. Uh, okay, first question. Whom do you consider worse? The da- second one, I picked the second one. Who gets drunk to avoid dealing with their problems? That's the one I don't like. <laughs> okay, say anything you want. Well, uh, the meetup is happening in pub and I don't drink. My name is Muhammad. I'm a Muslim, I don't drink, I don't sit with people who drink. And, but uh, on the other side, I just wanted to meet these guys who will listen to this podcast and, you know, that's it.
5: <laughs> Hi, my name is Irena, I'm from Latvia and I'm ready to pick a question. So, yes, I want this one. Uh, Which of these would you choose to never need to use the toilet to be the best football player in the world? I think the A, never need to use the toilet. It would be very convenient. (laughs) Ah, Say anything you want. So, uh, I'm happy to meet everyone here that's it thank you <laughs> thank you
3: very much
6: hi my name is Jiaqi I'm Chinese and I'm going to pick one question which of these would you choose A. to invent faster than light travel B. to conclusively prove the existence or non-existence of God oh uh, that's a big question <laughs> um, I would choose probably A. Because um, I mean, I would love to travel faster than the light, and because I'm also I'm a fan of Star Wars, so that would be interesting to you know space travel. Um, yeah, it was lovely to be on the podcast. Thanks, guys.
7: So my name is Pavel.
1: I'm Russian. Uh, I'm gonna pick a uh, red one. Uh, whom do you consider worse, destroying uh, posters put up by rival political parties, or trolls uh, trolls a forum where people want to discuss their hobby? So, I think uh, I- I'll pick A, like uh, who, uh, people who destroy posters, <laughs> yeah, so that's all, anything. Uh, hi everyone. <laughs>
3: Hello, everyone. I'm Shenyang Yang from China, and my question is: Which would you miss more if it ceased to exist? Option A: bicycles, and option B: television series. For me, it's quite simple because I don't ride bicycles, so I would miss television series. And uh, yeah, say um, I would say like all the best to the podcast. I enjoyed, I have enjoyed quite a lot, and it's a great series, uh, and uh, it's the best TV series, uh, even I would say that's okay.
0: Okay. Um, My name is Svetlana, I'm Russian, Um, so the question is um, which of these uh, would you choose? Um, To be the richest person in the world or just write the best-selling novel of all time? Um, So I think I'll pick up, um, I think to be um, the richest person in the world. why? Just because I think um, uh, if you have uh, enough money, or even if you have lots of money, uh, it's a great opportunity for you to uh, to help uh, those who who doesn't uh, have lots of money. So you can uh, spend some of your money to charity programs or to help, you know, for example, a disabled person uh, and uh, to help some. Um, uh, poor economics to grow so I think it's, it's, it will be a great opportunity to help uh, our world uh, become a better so of um, anything to to uh, um, about the English podcast um so um today um, I've met a lots of uh, guys from I know from China from Poland uh, from Thailand who are studying um, um, English um, and uh, Luke English podcast uh, helped them a lot uh, I think it's so for me uh, when I ke- when I moved to London one year ago so uh, Luke English podcast also helped me a lot to to learn uh English, because uh, in the beginning it was very hard for me to to understand uh, different British accents, and through uh, listening uh, Luke English podcasts, uh, yeah, now I can understand some of, of course, some of the British accents. Uh, my name is Bea. I'm from Spain. I will choose the blue question,
6: so which of these would you choose? To be able to read and transmit Wi-Fi signals with your mind or to discover something that extends life expectancy by one year? (laughs) What that for? I don't know. I think I will choose to discover something that extends life expectancy by one year, although we have a quite life is long expectancy, I cannot talk, um, say anything you want. That's my thing. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Hello, uh, my name is Ksenia, uh, I'm Russian, and I have a question here. Which of these would you choose? Uh, the option one is uh, to age half as fast from now on. Uh, option B is to need no food or drink so um, my answer is oh my god I, I can't picture myself without like any food or drink because I really enjoy the process and the taste and everything so I'm a big huge food fan uh, so I will go for the first one to uh, age half as fast from now on probably but no 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 i'm not sure i'm not sure sorry i have not read the first question fully uh being (laughs) being not really productive right now oh my god that's a tough tough question uh so can i choose the third option please Okay, so, and, um, I just wanted to say, uh, that, uh, I just love uh, what Lux is doing uh, and his podcast and uh, it's just so great to see uh, that so many people are really interested in what he's doing, supporting him and learning English and uh, just under- trying to understand each other. So that, that's cool and I wish Luke's uh, podcast like many more years and great success. Thank you.
5: So my name is Fabrizio, I'm Italian. And whom do you consider worth? Someone who offers a cigarette to a friend who will just quit smoking? No, a friend's pose is cheating and doesn't say. And that's it. Well, guys, the first one offers a cigarette to a friend who will just quit be smoking because it's what happened to me. The last year, I, que- I just quit to smoke for 6 months, uh, one of my friends during the 1st he- uh, of January offered me a cigarette several times, and I started to smoke again. So, I hate him with all my heart. <laughs> well guys, uh, I love, fuck, I love London. health and safety is very important (laughs) because I'm a health and safety officer so that rule is made because there is a reason and that's it keep listening to podcasts it's very important it's very helpful for me I listen to the podcast every morning so enjoy cheers
7: Hi, so my name is Janusz I'm from Poland Um, my question is whom do you consider worse? Someone who claims anything they don't understand is stupid nonsense or someone who steals a handful of coins from blind panhandler. Okay, so I'm, I'll pick the first one. So I'll say the, the worst person is the one who claims anything they don't understand is stupid nonsense. The main, the main reason is that there's a lot of stupid nonsense out in the world that I hate and... I hate also when someone can say that nonsense and everyone will agree with them, and that's like I can just I just can't use any rational arguments to, um, to convince them to convince them because they they either can't understand them can't understand me or they're blindly following some some random stuff. And the other reason is because I'm not sure what panhandler means. Um, and yeah, and I love my wife, Joanna, who is with me today. Um, thank you very much for listening.
4: Uh, my name is Mitri, I am from Russia. And my questions for today: Which of this would you choose to write the most beautiful song ever sung, uh, or to be the fastest runner in the world? So uh, now I'm runner and I, I I did some marathons, and now I'm choosing to write the most beautiful song ever sung because I can't uh, I can't sing. It's my uh, the worst skill I ever 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 have. So if. Uh, is there any magic? Of course, I I prefer to rise the most beautiful song. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, say anything you want. Uh, I wish. Uh, of course, I want to say thank you, Luke, and you for organizing this this funny event. It's a really cool event. Thank you. Uh,
6: my name is Laya. uh I'm Spanish. Uh, more in detail, I'm from Barcelona, so I consider myself Catalan. In terms of the question, which of this would you choose? To be able to read minds, to be able to comfort anyone's side. To be able to read minds, I would... So I, I think it would be a very interesting thing to be able to know what people are thinking and basically in places where people like, try to be very polite and they won't say no. So sometimes it would be re- really useful to know if it's really a no. I just want to thank uh, Luke for gathering us here together for this meetup and for you too. Thank you very much.
7: So my name is Tiago. Uh, I'm from Portugal. And which should I miss more if it ceases to exist? Hot showers for sure. Hot showers in the in bath. Yeah. Uh, comic books is not my my thing. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, yeah, good shower in the in the evening. It's uh, it's unbeatable. Yeah. And. Uh, I'm, I'm very pleased to, to be here in the, in the London Meetup for Labsters and uh, also with Zanek And uh, I hope uh, there will be more of, um, more of Meetups happening here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a nice experience. Thanks a lot. Here I'm Georgie.
5: I'm from Catalonia, in the north of Spain. Which of these would you choose? A or B and I choose uh, A and my A is to be the best material artist in the world and B is to have a pet unicorn. And I decide to be the best material artist in the world. For me is uh, Bruce Lee. Thank you so much for these keys and good luck for all the listeners.
6: Uh, hi I'm uh, Elena. Uh, Russian Um, which of these would you choose? Uh, um, Okay Uh, To be able to instantly sober up when you want or to be able to see any map you want in your mind's eyes Uh, To be able to instantly sober up when you want Uh, Okay Um, Sober... Um, yeah, just like this place, Love London, and like uh, Luke's podcast. Thanks, guys, for this meetup. Uh, yeah, thanks.
1: <laughs> Hello. Oh, so I have to answer these questions. Okay. Uh, so my name is Luke Thompson from Luke's English Podcast. By the way, listeners, I've lost my voice. Well, half of it. So if you're like, that's not Luke, it is it's just the way that I'm speaking because I have a, uh, a, a bit of a cold or something anyway my nationality is I'm British <laughs> okay 100% British and uh, pick one type of question so I've chosen the which of these would you choose question and my options are which, one, which of these would you choose A. to be able to see through the eyes of any nearby animal which I suppose means that any animal nearby, I can suddenly, like, whoosh, enter their body and see through their, their eyes and see what they're seeing. Hello, baby. There's a baby going by with an adult, not just a baby on its own. Um, so, which of these would you choose? To be able to see through the eyes of any nearby animal or to be able to play any musical instrument perfectly? OK. Well, to be able to see through the eyes of any nearby animal would be quite good right because if there's like a bird flying you'd be like switch to bird view and then you'd be able to see what the bird sees but it'd be a bit annoying because you'd be like the bird still has control over its own body right you don't you can't choose where the bird flies so you'd be like i want to see what the bird can see and they're like no go go left go left no no and the bird goes off to the right so that would be annoying after a while first it would the novelty would be good at the beginning but then it would get a little bit annoying when you realize that you can't control the animal's behavior too (laughs) so i would go to i would choose obviously to be able to play any musical instrument perfectly because that would be an incredible thing to be able to do right to just hop on a piano and just be able to play incredible things would be amazing so that would be my choice okay and the fourth thing is say anything you want uh, anything you want so, see what I did um, so I'd like to say my voice because again some people will just be like never mind all that stuff about animals your voice is different explain yourself now um, <clears throat> so uh, I think it's because last week in Paris where I was you know, where I was last week it was incredibly hot it was something like four, over 40 degrees in the middle of the week and so it was exhausting and very tiring and I uh, didn't sleep very well, and uh, as well I was teaching six hours a day in air-conditioned rooms, and it just sort of dried out my dried out my throat and ruined my voice. And I'm, and so there you go. And today at this meetup, I've been talking to everyone and doing far too much talking, like I do, because you can't shut me up. <laughs> um, and so that's why my voice is bad. Okay. All right then. Nice one. <laughs> Okay, so you could hear my broken voice there, my dodgy voice. That's what it sounded like on the day. Now, I just want to just mention a couple of things about meetups. So if you want to arrange a meetup in your area, then please do. So here's what you can do and how you can organize them. So first, what you should do is find a suitable venue. It should be a place where people can sit around and talk without too much noise, maybe a place to get drinks, tea, coffee, cakes or, or beer or something. And then once you've found your location, check with the venue. Just make sure that it's possible to maybe book book a few seats. Then you set up an event. You could set it up on Facebook or just make sure that you get a date and a time and a place. Let me know about it and then I'll give you some publicity. I'll mention it on the podcast. You have to just mention it a good couple of weeks before you're going to do it. Choose a place with space where you can perhaps get a drink. Bring some board games or question points. You could use all those questions that I asked you earlier on. The ones that uh, the Lepsters used at the meetup. You could use those questions, they're very fun. Um, so just speak and relax. It's really important to just make friends and just relax and speak English in a non judgmental environment. The LEP meetup page uh, is on the website. If you go to my website, teacherluke.co.uk, and uh, where is it now? That's it. In contact. Just hover the mouse under the word contact and you'll find Lepster meetups. And that's a good forum where you can chat to other Lepsters and um, exchange uh, contact details and stuff and check into that page every now and then. Okay, so that's almost the end of this episode, but I just wanted to play you some little recordings I've done with my daughter recently. So she is now 20 months old and she's developing very quickly. She's very funny and very adorable and cute and she's starting to speak so she repeats some words she says no a lot and sometimes I'll just ask her a question like do you want some milk no uh do you do you you know do you do you not want milk and she'll go no uh, do you want to be on the bed no do you want to be on the floor no so she just says no to everything um and uh, well anyway i thought i'd play you a little cl- a couple of little clips that i did with my daughter uh just in case you want to hear uh, her first words in english she's starting to say sort of colours, a few little exchanges, maybe some animals and some objects and things like that. But I'll let you listen to my daughter's English now for a little bit. And maybe as she develops more and more English, perhaps I can talk to her more and more on the podcast. It might be nice one day when she's able to actually have a proper conversation with me. Maybe I can do a series of conversations with my daughter. It could be quite fun. So anyway, here uh, at the end of the episode are a few samples of my daughter's English. (laughs) Okay, so today on Luke's English Podcast, I'm featuring a special interview with a very special guest who's sitting with me. Hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> yeah, are you, <laughs> you having a good day?
3: Hello, hello. Mhm.
1: What have you been doing today? Hello. <laughs> what have you been doing today then? Hello. Just hello, that's it. Hello. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hello. So where are we? can you explain where we are
2: Hello.
1: <laughs> how do you feel do you feel hungry
2: Hello. 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 Hello.
1: you're not supposed to eat the microphone that's disgusting i've got to use this
2: uh-huh.
1: and uh what are we doing later today do you remember oh don't bend my headphones don't, you're going to have to leave. Oh, you're destroying them completely. You're pulling them, pulling them to pieces. Okay, another question. How old are you? How old are you? Currently trying to grab every single item on my desk. And my desk is not very tidy. So there are all sorts of things that you can grab, things that you could break. Right? Okay. I think that's probably the best we're going to get from this guest today who's now attempting to stand up in the chair that she's sitting in, which is typical. It's like climb on this, climb on that. Let's see what what the most dangerous thing is that we can do. Test the limits. So, do you want to say something to the people of the world? No. <laughs> Was that no? No. I felt like you said no. Did you say no? No, no. Okay. We're getting somewhere compared to last time. But we're still. We're still not in the realm of scintillating conversation, are we? Let's be honest. Don't touch that, please. No, no, you don't touch that. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. And I look forward to our next conversation on this podcast. Okay, well, that's it then. So back with me here, later on the same day, is my little daughter. Hello. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> and uh have you uh, learned anything new since uh, we last spoke on the podcast? No. No, really? I don't believe you. You must have learned something. Hello. Okay. And what's your name? No. no. Okay, the general general enthusiasm is slightly lower than it was last time. Maybe because it's later in the day. Don't bump your head on the chair, silly. What is your favourite word in the English language? Anytime you're ready, you can tell us. Favourite word in English. Ne. Is that a word? Ne. It's a Japanese word, isn't it? Ne. You speak Japanese now. Hello. 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 Okay, that'll do. I, th- I thought you were going to say no because that's what you normally say. No, 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 like that. (laughs) Not a very meaningful conversation at this stage, is it, little one? But uh, maybe in a few months, a few years, we'll get some more interesting dialogues going on, the, the two of us. That could be interesting, couldn't it? Okay, she doesn't want the interview. She just wants to be picked up by me. Okay, thank you, little one. Yeah, no words. Okay, it's part, time for part three of our special interview. It's in the morning of the next day. And I've got my special guest with me here again. Hello. <laughs> that was very good. That was good pronunciation. Hello. Everyone's listening to you. What, what is it? You want something? Hello. I've told you right before that the stuff on my desk is all dad type stuff. So it's not stuff that you can have. Okay, but how does it feel to be in this room with me?
2: Hello.
1: know. Okay, kind of a one... one. Hello. Uh, slightly limited range of uh, vocab at this age. I <laughs> but sometimes you have all sorts of funny words that you come up with, don't you?
2: I like <laughs> to...
1: You want to get down off the chair now? Is that the end of the interview? Are you walking out of this interview? I think you are. Okay, all right, thank you. Hello, Okay then, kiddo. What we have here is a microphone. You want to say something? Hello, my name's Luke, and you're listening to my podcast. I have a special guest. You see, I have to talk into it. Want to say something? Uh, Hello there. What did you see? You saw something? A little bit of um, a sort of a cold. You can still hear it in her breathing. She's a bit stuffed up. She's been a bit blocked up. She's had a little bit of a cough. But I think she's feeling better. You're feeling better, aren't you? Say yes. (laughs) But you've lost your voice a bit, haven't you? I think you've still lost your voice. Can you say yes? Okay, there's a good girl. Sometimes you say things, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just keep talking all the time, and then sometimes you're really quiet. Yeah. So, you've got... (laughs) You really want to see the screen on this thing, but I really want you to ignore it. Say, what? Ah! It's... Hey, still obsessed... What? Say purple. Purple. Yeah, that's... Yeah, purple. Shall we read a book together? Yeah? Which book? Yeah? yeah? That book over there, La, that's French, isn't it? Sometimes you speak French, sometimes you speak English. Look, there's a balloon on the floor. Can you say balloon? No. <laughs> oh, you still lost your voice a little bit, haven't you? Which book are we going to look at? I think we should go upstairs. Yeah. Oh, that book, that book there, okay. Let me put you down. Oh, there you go. A, B, C. Can you say A, B, C? BBC. All right. I'm just constantly asking you to say things, aren't I, at the moment? So what we have here is a picture book. But it's not just any picture book. This is an old picture book. It's really old. This is a picture book that my mummy and daddy, your granny and granddad, used to help my brother and me learn words and start to speak. So, it's basically an ABC picture Mm. book. So, A is for apple. Can you say apple? Apple. Very good. It's a green apple, isn't it? Green. Can you say green? Green. Not bad. Oh, this is a good one. B is for birds. You like birds, don't you? Can you say birds? (laughs) Birds. Oh, how sweet. Sometimes you just make vowel sounds. Sometimes you make half the word, without maybe the all the consonant sounds. C is for clown. Clown. Look at this clown. I don't like clowns. Turn over the page. Oh, D. One of your favourites. D is for dogs. Can you say dogs? <coughs> <laughs> Look at this dog. He's. A, he looks like a funny one, doesn't he? This one. This dog's fat. This dog's all thin and long. Oh. Oh. What's that? I'll tell you what it is. Some of the pages are falling out of this book. It's an elephant. Can you say elephant? Yeah. Mm, Kind of. Kind of. Okay. And the book goes on. We have flowers. F for flowers. G for girl. H for houses. Can you say houses? Uh. (laughs) Ah. I is for iguana. Can you say Iguana?
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Ish. J is for jungle. Jungle. Yeah. Look at all these monkeys. Ooh, 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 ooh. Monkey, 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 monkey. You're a little monkey, aren't you? Can you say monkey? Okay. okay. I think we need one with a story of some kind. That would be good, wouldn't it? I feel like we need something with a story. Um, A story that you're going to actually be able to uh, follow, you can't really follow that many stories, you're only 19 months old. This is a book, Animal Actions, it's just words again. Animal Actions, here we go. Look at this, it's a butterfly, butterflies flutter, see, look at this butterfly fluttering. What's that, it's a mouse, squeak, squeak. Squeak like a mouse. Say squeak scamper like a fox and flap like a bird. Slither like a snail. And hoot like an owl. Hoot hoot. Can you go hoot hoot? Okay. Doot, doot that's your train noise, isn't it? Wriggle like a snake and jump like a fox like a fox. Jump like a frog, you mean. Oh, and uh, that's almost the end of the book. Look, flutter like a butterfly. Say flutter.
4: <laughs>
2: I
1: think sometimes you get a bit tired of me asking you to repeat everything all the time, don't you? And growl like a Gruffalo. <laughs> You're standing on the Gruffalo now. Gruffalo is a series of books that um, are very successful. Uh, they're published by who? Donaldson Schaefer or something. Donaldson Schaefer. You might know the Gruffalo. It's a really, really successful, popular series of kids' books. As my daughter grabs the audio recorder and presses all of the buttons, it's not going to work. It's on hold. Can I have it back, please? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, can I have yeah. it back? Is, is this your podcast now? Okay, she's stolen it from me. You can probably hear the sounds of her pressing all the buttons. Right, give it back now. There's, there's a good girl, come on. Go on, you can take it. You have to talk to it. It's a podcast, you can't just sit there in silence. Uh. Okay, so Speak. So let's do uh, exactly, exactly. That's what you have to do. So let's see. Um, should we do colours? You can say. Can you say blue? <laughs> <laughs> can you say yellow? <laughs> can you say red? <laughs> Not bread. Red. I know you like bread. Now this one is your favourite. I know you can say this. Can you say? Can you say purple? purple. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Why are you so good at saying purple? <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at saying purple, aren't you? So good at saying purple. <laughs> tickle, 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 tickle. So should we end this interview? This is yeah. This has been an interview. Should we end this now? We need to stop. You're pressing all the buttons. That's going to be annoying to listen to. Okay, thank you. Thank you for being my guest today. Okay, you have to say bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of Luke's English Podcast. More episodes will be coming soon. Uh, Jump into the comments section and leave your thoughts there, and I'll speak to you very soon. I've got more proper episodes lined up, not just rambling ones, but I've got episodes featuring the usual kinds of topics, conversations with other people, premium episodes, and other little bits and pieces coming your direction soon. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you like the podcast, subscribe to it uh, wherever you get your podcasts. You can download the Luke's English Podcast app and listen to every single episode of the podcast entirely for free, and there are lots of uh, bonus app-only episodes in there too. Just go to the app store on your phone and search for Luke's English podcast app. You can also become a premium subscriber and benefit from regular episodes in which I teach vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation. And you can get uh, episodes of Luke's English podcast premium in the app or online. Go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk. not no. (laughs) Go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium to get started. All right, everyone. It's been very nice to talk to you. It's nice to be back. Is it nice to be back, too, in, in podcast land? It is nice to be back. I said I talked about some sort of slightly de- depressing f- uh, political stuff earlier on. But regardless of that and the boiling hot temperatures, it's still nice to be back, isn't it? I think I might go downstairs and have a nice cup of tea now. And I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.